What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the official GAR Capital Podcast. This is your host, Carlos, the CEO. Hope everyone's having a great 2019 start to your uh, week, your month, your year. 2019 is going to be a big year for you guys uh, and for everybody. I wish everyone uh, the best, of course. And I guess this is the podcast episode everyone's been clamoring about. Everyone's been really, really asking about on Instagram. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, it's at GAR Capital. And of course, on Twitter, at GAR Capital as well. We give you the news, we give you analysis, the whole nine. Uh, you can always visit our website, GARCapitalFX.com. If you want to join the team, we'd love to have you on board. Well, this is it. 2019, brand new year. Let's talk stocks. Top 10 of 2019. Last year, uh, if you followed our, our stock to 2019, you did pretty well if you sold it in October, but still green across the board. Uh, the big winner was Red Hat, RHT, which was bought out of by IBM. Uh, great call by us, by our team. So, uh, you know, with that being said, everyone's been like, Carlos, I need to know the top 10 of stocks of 2019. Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. And here you go. With our research and our great team, we come up with the top 10 stocks that you need to be watching for. And all of these are a buy, in our opinion, are a buy. Again, do your own research, do your own homework. We'd love to hear your feedback on, on this. Of course, I'll post it on, on Instagram as well. So let me go ahead and preface by saying this. 2019, I am expecting a slowdown, global slowdown, not a recession. Recession is not going to happen in 2019, guys. If anything, it'll be 2020, 2021, but not 2019. It's not going to happen. Uh, labor market's too strong. Wages are too strong. Uh, retail sales are too strong. Again, consumer is still 70% of the economy. So again, we're not going to get a recession. GDP is still strong relatively to where we've been. So again, you could still have a stock market sell-off, even though you have a... Uh, uh, um, uh, an actual boom in the economy. So remember, the economy is not the stock market. The stock market is not the economy. It's just an indicator of prices if you want to dumb it down. Uh, all valuations, forward valuations, forward guidance, all that. That's what it's all about. So with that being said, let's get started. The first stock, again, these are not in any particular order. This is not like, oh, these are the ones I want you to have first. Again, if you do buy these stocks, again, we are expecting a slowdown. We're expecting prices to go down slightly. So again, you want to buy them in blocks. If you're going to buy 100 shares of stock A, buy 25 first, and then two weeks buy the next 25, and then a week after buy the next 25, and then two weeks later buy the next 25. So you can average out the cost and you can uh, be wary of any kind of spikes or sell-off. Volatility is here, guys. First week, we've had two round trips of 600 plus, uh, 600 points in the Dow, and 700 points in the Dow. So again, uh, it's a roller coaster. Uh, get your thumbs out because it's going, to be, it's going to happen more. These are not normal cycles in a growing economy or in a good market. So just a heads up. So the first one here is good old Amazon. Amazon.com. Jeff Bezos, uh, the CEO, the richest man on the planet. What more can we say about Amazon? If you told me today, Carlos, I have $100,000. I can only invest in one stock. I'm not going to touch the money for 10 years. What stock should I buy? And I, and I would buy, I would say Amazon.com. Period. I mean, they are what we call a disruptor. They're really taking over I mean, they've really, now they're talking about taking over uh, logistics. FedEx and UPS are going to deliver their own products and their own freight. How great is that? Uh, healthcare, they're talking about talking healthcare with JP Morgan Chase. Big time, big time work. So again, uh, Walgreens and CVS are a little worried about that. But Amazon is going to be, you know, I kind of equate it to the company, uh, if you ever seen the movie, uh, WALL-E, where you have that one big giant company, everyone thought it was Walmart. I think it's going to be Amazon. Everything's going to be Amazon. You know, Alexa, please buy me this. And uh, you're going to order something on Amazon. It's going to come through. 
from the Amazon delivery from an Amazon employee. If you order food, it's going to come from Amazon Foods. If you're going to order groceries from Amazon Fresh, <laughs> you know, everything is there. If you want to get your prescriptions, it's going to be from Amazon Pharmacy. That's where we are, guys. I mean, I'm not going to bet against Jeff Bezos. Again, if you look at the fundamentals alone, you probably think to yourself, holy geez, it's too much. But actually, you know, EPS growth is pretty solid, 16 and a quarter. Uh, P.E. ratio, okay, 96, 97 for a tech stock with no dividend. Yeah, they're still growing and they're still, you know, they're not having bought back any stock or anything. They're still growing their company. Now, again, look at the, the big uh, macro sense here when they just, uh, they went ahead and ordered or they're going to create a factory uh, warehouse in Queens. And everyone clamored. All the lobbyists from the city was trying to uh, give them tax breaks for uh, Amazon to uh, set their, their place there. Uh, Austin was bidding for it. Ton of ton of cities were bidding for it. Dallas was bidding for it. Miami was bidding for it. California, everything. So again, those kind of companies, they can muscle themselves around and get tax breaks and exactly what they want. And uh, I mean, Amazon to me is the company that you want to hold for life. I mean, yes, that's the kind of stock you want to give to your grandkids in the future. Um, again, volatile, of course. It, remember, it hit a trillion dollars. Um, we know it hit uh, what two thousand dollars a share. Now it's at fifteen seventy-five. I think it's a buying opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, we're still in the fifty-two uh, week range of the lower end. Uh, fifty-two week range was twelve oh four to two thousand fifty. So again, you're right in the lower midpoint. Great opportunity to buy here. I still like it long term. Again, these are all long term plays, guys. Long term. I think Amazon in a growth stock. It's still defensive. I think even if they had slower sales growth, which they don't, it's still a great growth stock. I mean, uh, compared to the S&P in three-year period, it's up 160%, while the S&P is only up about 45. Again, 45% is great in the S&P. That's great. But uh, Amazon, you just, what, what a story. What a growth story. Again, they're a disruptor. They're going to just take over, take over. They are what Walmart should have been when it came to online sales. And Walmart was just a little behind the curve in that end. But again, Amazon.com, A-M-Z-N, take a look. Number two, UNH, United Healthcare. If there's a stock or a sector that can handle a recession, other than maybe utilities that's defensive, but still growing, utilities don't grow as much, it's healthcare. Again, baby boomers are getting older. United Health is still the largest insurer in the United States. EPS 11.53, PE ratio of 2078. Still pay a solid dividend of 1.5%. You're not getting this for the dividend, guys. You're getting it for the growth. Still has beaten the S&P in a three-year period, about 105% against the 47% on the S&P, almost double that. The 52-week range right now is 208.48 to the high end of 287.94. We are now at 239.62 a share. After Friday's rise, it's up about 1.17%. I love it here. I own this stock, and it's a stock I want to own for life as well. Uh, United Health, if there's one stock in the healthcare sector I want to own, it's the behemoth that is United Health. Again, the best, in, the largest insurance company in the United States. You know, health insurance can only, uh, you know, we don't have, uh, was it, um, you know, Medicare for all. We don't have that. So UNH is still going to be around. And then again, like I sp- spoke about, the baby boomer generation. You know, the guy, the, the, you know, your parents, your parents' parents, your grandparents. They're getting older. Healthcare is needed. Remember the spike in, in, in population of the baby boomers was right after World War II. So again, that's the highest spike in population in United States history. Those are getting around the 60, 65 age, 78, 70 years old age. So again, healthcare is still provided. There is a shortage of nurses. There's still a shortage of doctors, hospitals. There, that's, the, that's the one you want to target because again, 
you're going to get the growth that you need from a company that is well-known and is large enough to handle these kind of volatile moves in the market. You're not going to go bankrupt, tons of cash. Love the fundamentals here, by the way. So let's go ahead and go over it. You know, EPS growth, 12.5%. Revenue up 12.7%. Their dividends of 30%. If you look at the stock price alone, the last 60 days with the market volatility, sure, it's down 13%. But cash flow, huge, huge cash flow. The highest in the last five years. Uh, income statement, total revenue, up the last five years. Balance sheet, up five, five, five as well. So again, they're, they're investing in growth. I still like their, their PE of 20. It's still a little more than the S&P, but again, for what their growth rate is, man, you're gonna get a great deal here on, on uh, UNH. I do own it personally, $239 a share right now, and uh, I will be buying more personally, absolutely. Um, even uh, the investment banks are agreeing with us that you know Credit Suisse has an outperform rating, the street has a buy rating on it. Um, just great across the board. CFRA has a four-star rating on it. Again, we're waiting for their earnings release too, but I would buy in blocks. Maybe the ticket price is not as high as an Amazon, but again, UNH, great stock. We even, we even uh, um, recommended it last year, as well as Amazon, and they've done great against the market. So good stuff across the board. Uh, UNH, United Healthcare. The next one, again, we're going to get a little defensive here. Now we're going to lean a little defensive. This top 10 uh, stocks... Again, where we're expecting a down market, we want to have a little defense in our portfolio. We're going to go with uh, our, uh, our dividend play here. And I've, re I've recommended this across the board with any kind of downturn. It's Verizon. They're a Dow component. Verizon Communications, great dividend here, four and a quarter. Uh, not as high as, uh, let's say, an AT&T, but they don't have the crazy balance sheet of absorbing a Time Warner or absorbing a DirecTV. They're not, into, they're not in that much debt. I like that. That's big. So 15 P.E. ratio, earnings per share, 3.75. 3 they do give a lot of cash back to, dividend, to uh, shareholders, which we do like, obviously. Again, it's a defensive play. You're not going to get insane growth. True, against the S&P in a three-year period, it is outperforming the S&P. Uh, it's up about 38% in a three-year period. You're not going to get super rich off them, but it's defensive. And the main thing here I'm looking at Verizon is that they have no China exposure, especially with this, all this, with all this China trade war nonsense. So again, very defensive. 5G, that's what I'm looking for, 5G. Once 5G is implemented, I think Verizon takes off. Again, so much data being floated around with smartphones and tablets and everything. Verizon has the infrastructure to hold that, to, to manage that data. 5G, once that gets off the ground, man, I think this stock is definitely easily a $75 stock. Easily a $75 stock. Now, I don't think it's going to happen this year, but I do like it to the upside. That is actually my largest holding. My largest holding is Verizon because I'm just a dividend whore personally. But again, love Verizon has done very well. When you notice when the stock market does fall down, when the Dow's down 600, Verizon's usually green. Play like a utility, but still has growth. 5G is what you're looking for. VZ, Verizon Communications, love them. The next one, MCD, good old McDonald's. Again, defensive, I know, but still growing, still growing as well. It's fell off a little bit at the end of the year, but again, what did it in the S&P? Uh, for the most part. McDonald's, $178 a share. They're in the high end of the range of the 52-week, 146.84 to 190.88. EPS, 7.5. PE ratio of 23.68. Solid dividend, 2.6%. I don't care what happens in the economy. People are still going to eat their McDonald's. They're still going to eat their fries. They're going to eat the chicken nuggets for the kids. That's not going to change. Franchising is growing. I love the all-day breakfast. I mean, that to me was the game changer. They have ex excellent, excellent uh, management right now. McDonald's is definitely the restaurant play. 
Again, even in a down market, people are going to order the 99 cent menu. And again, they're getting to more value. So I like them because they're pushing more volume. They know what they are. They know they're the dollar menu. They know they're all about breakfast in the morning. They know what they are. And I love that. They stick to what they're great at. They're, stick to, they're not trying to acquire anybody. They're not doing anything crazy. They're not trying to change anything. You know, again, McRib was what, six years ago or anything. But again, they're not trying to any new kind of menus. I think what they're sticking to, uh, what I saw here, that, that pick two for five, you can get like a Big Mac and a, and a double quarter pounder or 10 piece chicken nuggets or the fish. Again, that's great. That's value. That's going to bring in more volume. Again, even in a top market, people are still going to order McDonald's. They may not go as often because they can go to restaurants. So again, you don't have that exposure of a slowing market. But again, even in a recession, people are still going to order McDonald's. You're still going to get that dollar menu. Maybe, you know, if you got a job cut or you're making less money or feel less confident, you're not against going to McDonald's for, you know, for lunch because you're maybe spend $4 max, you know, fries, Coke, and a burger. Can't go wrong with burgers. Burgers are going to be around forever. McDonald's, love the dividend here. I wish they would increase a little bit. If we looked at the fundamentals here, uh, the revenue is down about 3.71%, but their dividend is increasing. EPS is increasing 6%, which would offset that. Uh, dividends up about 6% in the past five years. Nothing earth shattering, but again, it's a defensive play. You're not going to get rich off this name, but again, it's a good diversification of your portfolio, MCD. Now we're going to switch it up to a little bit of a growth story. Again, you have to have a little bit of a mixture portfolio. You don't want to stay too defensive. I'm not saying to stay to stick 100% cash. Absolutely not. But again, if there is a bet in the market that I think that we can get an explosion, maybe do a little bottom fishing here, it'll be Alibaba. Now you're probably thinking to yourself, Carlos, Alibaba, are you kidding me? They've been crushed. Yes, they have. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say they haven't been crushed. But they have beaten the market the last three years. Hear me out. PE ratio of 41x. EPS of 335 on the low range of 129.77, the high range of 211. Now we know Jack Ma is out and we know the China deal and all that good stuff, but Alibaba is still crushing their numbers. Their earnings and fundamentals are very strong. So I'm going to go ahead and bring up the fundamentals here. Excuse me. EPS 47%, revenue up 48%. They don't pay a dividend. Cash flow is through the roof, almost 3x the past five years. Total revenue almost 3x five years. Balance sheet, love it here. Price earnings, yeah, PE ratio is a little high, but just like we talked about Amazon, if you want to have an Amazon of China, Amazon has no exposure to China, which is another thing I do like about Amazon. But again, I want to have a little exposure here to China if we're playing long term. If we get a trade deal, I think Baba soars automatically. We'll get to a buck seventy-five. That's what I'm thinking. So again, one hundred thirty-nine dollars a share. I like it here. If you can hold long term. If you can hold long term on Alibaba and you're betting that the Chinese and the Americans get it together, get the act together. I'm not saying, remember, the low here, the low range since 2014 was $57.20. The high is $211. We're at 139 Buying opportunity definitely in Alibaba. Like I said, they also report in gap earnings. So again, it's true, true accounting. Nothing to hide here. Love Alibaba. Again, the Chinese market is still consumer market at the end of the day. And, you know, the singles day, they, that's like their prime day in China. I think they grow. I think we've kind of hit the bottom here in regards to the Chinese issues. We could get a bounce. It could fall a little more. So be very careful here. Maybe, again, like I said, you want to buy in blocks in regards to Alibaba. $139 share, not a crazy sticker price. Love it here. And I would definitely go long on Alibaba. Next one, disruptors. We talk disruptors like, like Amazon. The next one is good old Netflix. Let's Netflix and chill here, guys. Because um, there's one thing I do like about certain companies is when they go viral. I like that. The bird box, uh, the bird box effect. That was the thing everything was talking about social media. 
No, no mistake that Goldman Sachs upgrades them. No mistake that their stock has been soaring, bouncing back 18% since the Christmas Eve lows. Okay, PE ratio is 102. We know that's crazy. EPS 2.89. The only thing that drives me nuts about Netflix is that they're a ton of debt. That's what kind of scares me. But again, they're racking up debt, corporate debt. We know that with interest rates rising, it's going to be a little scary. But in the, in the idea of, the, of Netflix here, they're a disruptor. They're going to take over. I think you're going to get less and less of theater moviegoers. You're going to get more and more Netflix moviegoers. A movie like Bird Box could have been released in the theater. Again, how much would that cost? The studio costs, marketing costs. If you just put it on Netflix, you're, you're slashing the marketing budget. Again, it's a disruptor. Those kind of big movie studios, your MGMs, your um, DreamWorks, what have you, Pixar, maybe Disney. Now, I'm not saying you know Avengers 5 will ever be on Netflix first. I don't think so. I think there's a lot of money to be made there. But again, Netflix is a disruptor. I want that kind of growth story in my portfolio. You know, last five days up 18%. The low in 2014 was $42.79 a share. The high was 423, which was in October. We're now at 297.57 a share. EPS up 102%, five years, revenue up 27%. The cash flow is down again, they are growing. If you're just gonna base it on cash flow, if this name kind of scares you and you wanna be a little defensive, I get it. I just want these kind of names, like an Alibaba, Netflix, in my portfolio to kind of mix it up. Again, you still have your defensive names, your UNH, your Verizon, your McDonald's. I wanna offset with these kind of growth names because I wanna make some money as well. So Netflix is a disruptor of the studio system. The only thing I worry about me is the debt. So again, if they can start figuring out maybe you know, paying some of that down, maybe refinancing or something, if we can get lower rates. I believe in Reed Hastings, who's the CEO. I think they're gonna grow a little more. I still think that when it comes to studios and content, they're still the king. I think, I think Disney has been trying to fight that with that Fox bid, and they're scared, absolutely. And I think a lot more studios, better directors, better actors, like Sandra Bullock, who's doing Netflix movies now. You know, you're talking about an Oscar winner doing Netflix movies. Emmys, Netflix have won Emmys. Netflix are probably gonna win Oscars, those kind of studios. The money's going in the right place. I like what Reed Hastings is doing. Netflix is a disruptor, it's a buy to me. Next one, again, just like one we had last year, Microsoft, I do like the cloud plays. I mean, Microsoft doesn't have an explosion to China. We already have explosion to China and Alibaba. I'm okay with that. But Microsoft, again, is the bedrock name I like. Again, up. Up now about 4.65% since Friday, PE ratio of 24, dividend about 1.8%, EPS about four. This is the largest company on the planet now, overtook the throne from, Mike, from Apple. They're not a hardware company, they're a cloud company, they are a software company. They don't have to worry about how much handsets they're selling. I like that. Microsoft is all about cloud, all the data out there, like we talked about 5G, Microsoft is the play. Again, I saw some other ones that I do like. I also like CRM, I told you, I like uh, salesforce.com. If you like cloud, Amazon as well. Amazon with AWS, which is Amazon Web Services, which is the largest cloud company. Yes, more than Microsoft, more than Oracle. How about this? There's talk that Amazon may spin off that AWS. So again, you may get a little bit of a split there in regards to that kind of revenue. So Amazon sales and Amazon Web Services, how great. So you're basically getting Microsoft in the same realm as Amazon. I love it here. Microsoft at 100 is a gift. I think anytime it breaks below 100 is a buy. I like the stock. I think we still have a lot more to go. The high range is 116. Don't expect crazy growth at all. Again, it's kind of a medium defensive name. It's not gonna go anywhere, but I still like the cloud. I still like the growth. Dividend up 13% uh, in the last five years. Revenue up 7%, EPS up eight and a half. Great cash flow, great, inco uh, great income statement. Again, Sasha Nadella has done a great job since taking over Steve Ballmer. 24 PE, 
I love it here. Again, you're betting on the cloud. I think Microsoft is the way to go when it comes to big cap tech, not Amazon. I own the stock too. Next one, again, Democratic House now. Uh, President Donald Trump, who is very, you know, when it comes to, you know, I would say uh, social, social causes, he tends to be a little less conservative, let's just say. Uh, you know where I'm going here. I'm going to go with the weed stock here. Everyone likes to talk about weed, right? CGC is the only one I like. I like that investment from Constellation Brands. This is definitely a home run type of play. I want to have that home run type of play in your portfolio. $28 a share from the high of $59.25. Love the stock here. I want to own it. I want to own Canopy for life. Once we get a legalization, again, Jeff Sessions is out, which is the U.S. Attorney General. We're starting to see more and more of the voters are getting into recreational marijuana. Again, there's tons of lobbying action against marijuana. We know that police unions are, prison unions are, pharmaceuticals are, uh, alcohol and beverage are. Well, alcohol and beverage is Constellation Brands. And guess what they did? They bought a bit stake in Canopy. Love that. I love that. They're looking forward to the future. Canopy is the way to go. Again, you're going to get some fluctuations. But again, I want to have these kind of home run plays in my portfolio long term. 2019 is the year of marijuana, in my opinion, especially with the Democratic House, which is very socially liberal. We know that. Stick with canopy growth. It's the way to go. There's no point of going into fundamentals and earnings because it's going to be out of whack, for sure, because it's a growth company. So don't expect anything. But again, you're going to get those kind of pops. Wish I got in at dollar one back in 2014. I wish I knew. But uh, 2015, excuse me. But again, expect those big spikes and big drops. Uh, even with Friday's rally, it was only up 0.43%. So again, um, my target price on this one, I think we break the highs. Absolutely. I think $60 is definitely not out of realm in 2019. So take a look at Canopy Growth, the only stock in weed that I personally recommend. The next one, we're going to talk pharmaceuticals. Well, defensive, we stay. Tiva, Tiva. Who also has a stake in Tiva? It's Warren Buffett. Now, again, I do like this name. It has been a little bit of a hit uh, against the S&P, but think of it long term. That 52 week range, 1459 to 2596. I do like where they're going. I'm starting to see pharmaceuticals kind of emerging here. I like this. It could be a merger play. So take a look at member Celagene, was just bought out by uh, Bristol Myers. So I'm taking a look here at maybe this could be a merger acquisition or something. Monday, we have a pharmaceutical conference in San Francisco. Uh, Jim Cramer will be there talking on CNBC. I want to see exactly what. The pharmaceutical age is at where, where everyone's at because if you start seeing more mergers and acquisitions, that's a good thing for us, obviously, if we own Tiva, if they're bought out. But again, I like them long term. Um, if you don't like Tiva, for example, Pfizer is, something that is, is a company I like. I want to own a little pharmaceutical as well. If you want to say that uh, CGC is uh, a pharmaceutical company, that's fine. But I like them long term now. They, they take a little hit. Obviously, they're high in 2016 with 72.31. We're now at a year low of $10.85. Uh, that was low near the end of 2017. We're at 17.37, up 5.3% from Friday's close. Uh, EPS is down, but again, when it comes to pharma, it's all about time when it comes to research. They take their time to research. All it takes is one breakthrough drug. So again, uh, back in the 3rd of January, they were, they were raised to buy from underperform at Bank of America. Um, I do like that long term. A lot of companies don't like it, but again, I like this kind of home run play here. Um, they could definitely be bought out. Absolutely. Um, their uh, market cap is about $18.9 billion. If you want to compare it to Celagene, uh, Celagene was at $59.4 billion, if you think about that. So again, Tiva could be a buyout. 
Just saying. It could be a bought out. It could be a Red Hat deal if you bought this stock and you hold it. It could be bought out. It could be a nice little play. $17.35 ain't that bad at all. So I do like Tiva here. And last here, one of my favorite stocks actually is Burlington. Now this is again another defensive play. When it comes to a recession or a slowdown, uh, you're not going to get those top those top companies, you know, that sell uh, these clothing, you know, like a Macy's or Nordstrom or a, uh, a Saks Fifth Avenue. I want to kind of stay away from that. Burlington is kind of like a Ross, a TJ Maxx, where they sell, you know, markdown clothing, and I like that because they sell the volume. Every time I've gone to a Burlington store in South Florida, and it's absolutely packed. They're doing something right. I like them a lot. They have a lot of name brands. Burlington Coat Factory. That's the name. Burlington Coat Factory. And the past three years is up 200% against the S&P. P.E. ratio of 29. EPS of 5.4. No dividend. Market cap of 11 billion. Pretty low. Nearly the high end of the range of 180.27 on the high. 109.62. It's about 10% off the high. Has buy ratings across the board. If there's a retail company that you want to bet on retail, you want to bet on the consumers that are still going to be strong, this is the one to play, and it's still defensive because it's still a discount brand. It's still, you know, like a Ross or TJ Maxx where people are still going to buy. I like Burlington a lot here. That's a great company to own, especially in a downturn. They're still going to sell product. Again, they're not in any ETFs where it's just like going to bring it down like a Home Depot. But again, Burlington, off, uh, 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 not off-brand, but again, markdown brands. Amazon, you're not really going for, you know, markdown, uh, markdown Nikes or markdown Under Armour. Burlington is the way to go. Um, if you ever want to take a stroll to the mall, take a look at a Burlington store. The line is out the door. So they're doing something great. They sell a ton of stuff. They sell a ton of stuff. So uh, December 26th, after the, uh, the numbers for, for retail, um, Burlington was up 3.3%. And it's been doing very well since. So let's talk about the fundamentals here. Earnings. Oh, excuse me. Fundamentals. Uh, revenue up 8% the past five years. Not earth shattering, but good cash flow. Good income statement. Again, it's still retail, guys. You're not going to get explosive growth either. 29x price to earnings, price to book of 56.95, price to cash flow 18.58. So just keep that in mind. I still think we have a money to go. This could break 200, absolutely. And even with a downturn, it's a value name that you know is not going to get destroyed like a Macy's or a Foot Locker, where they sell everything you know to the point of ticket price MSRP. Burlington does markdowns. I like it. I don't want to have the exposure of like a Nike where they have to worry about discounting. Burlington gets the product and they sell it. I like that Burlington Coat Factory or Burlington Stores, B-U-R-L. So that's the top 10 stocks. We'll track them with you. Uh, Amazon, UNH, Verizon, MCD, BABA, Netflix, Microsoft, CGC, Tiva, Burlington. You just buy these 10 stocks. You're very well diversified. I like it long-term. We have some home run plays. China, we have some tech, we have dividends, and we have consumer. That's all you need to know. I like that a lot. I think this is a very good mix of a portfolio for 2019. Obviously, if things go down south really fast, you're going to get a little bit of a hit here, guys. But again, these are names that are going to stick around for years to come. Um, if there's one stock that I want you to really keep an eye on, it's definitely BABA and CGC. Uh, those are the names that I'm keeping my eye on for home runs, obviously, in Tiva. Again, if you're going to get some money out of it, uh, you know, some 10x, 20x, 30x of your money, I'm all for it. Absolutely. I want to see that growth. All right, guys, so that's the top 10 stocks of 2019. Let me know your thoughts. GAR Capital on Instagram. We'd love to hear your thoughts and questions, even recommendations. This is a community. We'd love to hear from you guys. Have a great rest of your uh, weekend. Have a great rest of your year. Let us know what you think about these top 10. Have a great one, guys.